everybody knuckles here yeah welcome to the raw knuckles podcast um the nhl draft was in montreal here finally uh 2022 uh draft was um pretty exciting you know uh, this was supposed to go off back in 2020 uh covid came and uh, draft got canceled and uh finally um I, I think what probably most of the scouts, GMs, and everybody in the NHL was waiting for was the draft in Montreal because what a city to come to and enjoy. Restaurants, uh, the nightlife, everything. So um, just an awesome place to have the draft. Uh, actually, the draft was always held in Montreal up until, I believe, 1985 when they moved it to uh, Toronto, uh, for the first time. And, uh, the NHL offices used to be in Montreal and that's why they always held it here. And they had it at, started at the offices. And then, um, it went over to the Queen Elizabeth hotel, but, uh, yeah, this draft was, uh, really exciting for this fan base, a fan base that for the past, uh, 20 something years has, yearned and, and, and has been dying for a, a winning winning team and a Stanley Cup brought back to the city. Uh, we know the last cup in this town was 1992. So it's been a while. Um, the fan base, uh, a little antsy. And God, this year's draft, everybody thinks Everybody thinks that the number one pick is going to be Shane Wright, center Iceman. And uh, we get going with the draft. And, boy, there was a lot of surprises. Um, I I just want to go back a little bit and, and I guess, tell you how things have changed with the NHL draft. In my own uh, case, I was drafted back in 1978. Now, we didn't go to the draft back then. Like it's a, it's a big show now and players show up, families show up, the stands are full and um, all the media is there and it's exciting for these kids. No question. I'll just tell you the night I was drafted, I was in, uh, in college at the time, 1978. And I was in a bar room uh, called the cask and flagon. And I was having a few beers with a teammate of mine, Mike Sanford, and we were talking away. And all of a sudden, some kid comes running up. He said, hey, Chris, congratulations. I'm there. What? What do you mean? What are you talking about? He said, you got drafted. I said, no way. Really? What are you talking about? He said, you got drafted by the Montreal Canadiens. It was just on TV in the back. So he said, come. So we went to the back bar and uh, asked the guy, you know, that sports show that was on, he saw it on, he just saw it on. He said, let's try the other station. Maybe the sports hasn't come on yet. And they didn't address it. So sure enough, change the station and um, the sports was just coming on and I'm watching and it showed any local kids from the local colleges in Boston at the time, Boston College, Boston University, Northeastern, Harvard, um, they would saying what kids from those teams got drafted. So sure enough, it comes up, uh, Chris Island from Northeastern drafted in the 17th round, 231 out of 235 players. Now I, I, he's, you know what? I get a kick out of it when I look back, but that night 
I'll never forget. I was so excited. Um, and you know, I had a few in me, uh, and, and I was just like, I couldn't believe it. And I remember coming home, seeing my dad and uh, how I, I think shocked and happy everybody was. So watching this draft and seeing young kids, you know, getting chosen and their families there, the surprises on their face, the happiness, the tears, the hugs. The, it's just so awesome. And um, it, it's fun to watch. And, you know, the Canadians certainly had their work cut out for them uh, and changing the whole, I guess, uh, makeup of this team. Uh, and not to knock any of the guys and their character, but there had to be some wholesale changes here to really change the direction after Mark Bergevin left. And listen, Bergy did some great things here. There's no question about it. And he did some not so great things. Um, you know, his first uh, go around as a general manager on his own and, um, you know, was here for 10 years. He did some good things, like I said, and some things not so good. Um, he left this team. They were pretty tight up against the cap. Some contracts uh, signed were questionable uh, as far as the amount of money and, and, and the length of, uh, you know, some of those have come into question. Gallagher being one of them, right? Um, you know, he's going into the second year of that deal, uh, which pays him pretty uh, good salary of over, over $6 million a year. And some people seem to think that, you know, his game is in decline somewhat. Um, listen, he's 30 years old. And when you hit that 30 mark things, believe me, I've been there, start to go the other way a bit. Uh, Brendan certainly will show up every night and give his best. We know that by now. I just hope for him, he can, he can, uh, keep the pace of play up, uh, uh, in the next few years and, and be able to maybe be part of, uh, something really good here. Um, when all these young guys that have been drafted start to develop and start to be household names uh, within the organization in the NHL. Anyway, let's get to the draft and we will. Uh, everybody's thinking the Habs, well, they need a center. Shane Wright, oh yeah, everybody, Shane Wright, Shane Wright, Shane Wright, Shane Wright. And uh, the draft, I'm up actually in the box with some of the, uh, former players, Serge Havad, um, Petrus Brisbois, Vincent Danfus, Guy Carbonell, a bunch of us are there. And uh, we're waiting. And sure enough, uh, Batman opens everything up and uh, the Habs get called to the stage. And the anticipation of this, you know, foundational player for this team, a cornerstone player for this team, um, going into the future here um, is looking good and looking down in the stands, so many right jerseys. And uh, I'm just, oh, this is going to be, and, and listen, I'll tell you, I thought they were going to pick right. And here's why center Iceman, they need them, right? They've been for years. We need to get bigger at center. We need to get better at center. Okay. So we got Suzuki here now and, you know, Dvorak in the three-hole, Evans. But you need another top six center Iceman. And Shane Wright kind of fits that bill, right? And 
sure enough, um, you know, this team, and, and I thought, I was on Melnick's show, and uh, he asked me, and I, I thought they were going to pick right because, one, yeah, they need a center. Two, listen, he was the overall consensus number one pick, okay? So you go with him. It's it's certainly the talent is there, number one talent, no question. Um, the Habs need center Iceman, um, and you think they're going to go with that. Now, I thought they would do it because you pick him. All right, it doesn't pan out. Well, come on. Everybody said this is the one. This is the guy. You don't pick him, and he goes somewhere else, and he flourishes, and everybody's saying, oh, what a mistake. You know, the old hindsight is twenty twenty, and it is. But um, I, I also really didn't focus on another area. And Grant told us, Grant McCagg had him on. Uh, and a former NHL scout with the Habs thought they were going to take the big guy, uh, Yurej Slavkovsky. Now, he was on the show here and said it. And, well, okay, okay. Well, uh, it came to fruition. Uh, Kent Hughes steps up to the microphone and says, Montreal Canadiens is the number one pick from Slovak team, whatever team he was with in uh, La Liga, he uh, ends up picking Jurad Slapkowski. Now, this kid is 6'4". He is huge. And he has hands and can skate. And, you know, I I like the fact that, listen, the Cavs need center Iceman? Yeah, they do. So they don't pick the center. They pick this rather large left wing uh, who has great hands, can skate, all that. And they pass on the center iceman. I said, whoa. So is this really the best player uh, that this team can take right now? And listen, I look at this team. Oh, the small at center, they have been. They've been lacking at that position over the years. And... Another area that they've really been lacking in is size. And boy, was that ever addressed here. And I'm so happy they addressed it. So what are they going to do? They have another pick in the first round um, at 26. And okay, the 26, maybe you can get another um, center rice from there. But, but what do we see happen? The Canadians end up trading a guy that, oh, I'm going to miss him, um, Alexander Romanov. And he goes to the Islanders. Islanders turn around and uh, trade the pick to Chicago, uh, number 13, actually, the pick, I believe. And the Habs end up getting Kirby Doc, 21-year-old center iceman who... Uh, 6'4", another big guy. So they address the center ice position there. And I, listen, I'm going to miss, you're going to miss Romanoff. There's no question. You're not going to get anything uh, unless you give up something good. And there are quite a few defensemen in this system coming up. And one, when we look at a replacement for Romanoff, you're looking at a Caden Gooley. Big, tough, hits, can play the game. And I think there's a little more upside offensively with Gooley. Um, 
we'll see. But man, the hits that this kid used to throw, and I, I love him. He's already a top four D man. Will he ever be top two? Romanov, who knows? But um, listen, you have to give up to get, and they did it in this case. And Kirby Doc comes in, twenty one years old, um, six four, big guy. Uh, it struggled somewhat coming his rookie year. Had a decent rookie year, and then um, he struggled. Uh, struggled a bit. He, he broke his wrist, was out. He was rushed back in the lineup in Chicago. So there's some ups, big the potential upside with Kirby Doc. I am excited by this, no question. This this team got big up front. They got talented, more talented up front. And it just really cool to see Ken Hughes, along with Jeff Gordon, um, address the things they had to address in that first round. Now, listen, I know maybe all the fans and everybody were kind of shocked when they didn't take right. But I'm cool with that. I, I love that. I love that these guys are, listen, they have in their heads what they want to do with this this team moving forward and, and how they want to get this team uh, back to where they belong, and that's winning Stanley Cups. Now, um, you look at... Uh, you know, the potential moving forward with some of the talent here and now some of the size. And I'm sure uh, that's going to continue to be addressed. And listen, by no means are they finished here, but what a great foundation of young players I think they now have uh, in the system. And I think one of the things over the years with Bergie is, especially the first six years maybe he was so focused more on the you know the nhl team god the team the american hockey league team was wasn't that good matter of fact they sucked so you know i think in the latter years he started to address that a little bit more and started you know stockpile picks started you know uh, doing some good things and then obviously uh, you know not here anymore but uh uh Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon have have certainly picked up the ball and they're running with it. So I've like I really like what the Habs have done here. And uh, again, Slavkovsky, what, what more can you say about this kid? You know, he, he he was a kid, young boy, 17, 18 years old, playing in um, La Liga. Uh, he, uh, he he won a uh, bronze medal with Slovakia in the Olympics, Beijing Olympics. Uh, it's the first men's Olympic medal for Slovakia in uh, forever. Are you kidding me? Uh, he was named MVP uh, at of the Olympics, uh, which is incredible. He had seven points, um, tied for tournament lead, and he led Sl- Slovakia with 24 shots on goal. Um, 17 years old at the time. And, um, you know, he really, really... Uh, is is a guy that I think is going to flourish here in this city. And, you know, you never know until they step on the ice. I, I get it. And we, I always said it, the, the draft is a crapshoot. And, and we look at the Habs, certainly, and here they are hosting the draft, number one pick overall. The last time they did it was in 1980. They were hosting the draft. They had the number one pick overall. 
it was between Doug Wickenheiser, Denny Savard, and the Habs ended up going with Doug Wickenheiser. Uh, Wick never really was able to reach his potential here. Uh, a dear friend and certainly um, spent a lot of time with Doug here and know what he went through. It was terrible what he went through um, uh, mentally, physically, uh, emotionally. It was a tough time for him here. Um, he was constantly, constantly compared to Denny Savard. Denny's went to Chicago. His his career took off, uh, flourished, to get points, just played really, just put the numbers up. And Wick uh, just never quite reached, I think, uh, that level that people thought or they expected him to reach and ended up being traded and off to St. Louis he went. And God rest his soul, uh, Doug, who passed a few years back. Uh, just a sad story, you know. Not all the stories in the draft, uh, uh, um, you know, just great ones. Uh, they don't all turn out uh, like we like to see them turn out uh, with um, success. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited the Habs here. And then with the second pick in that first round, um, uh, the Habs end up picking up uh, another wing, a right wing, Philip Messar, another Slovak, uh, uh, a teammate of Slavkovsky. They grew up together playing hockey, and it's it's hilarious. They they draft uh, Messar, and he gets up and he's speaking in an interview, and they're talking about you know being drafted. You must be happy being drafted along with your teammate Slavkovsky. You guys grew up together. And he said, uh, the lady interviewing uh, says, uh, your teammate, uh, Juraj Slavkovsky, says that you're a real beast. And he said, uh, oh, that is nice, uh, but uh, he is a better beast. And, <laughs> you know, when you look at the size difference, um, uh, there's, a, there's a big difference. He's a smaller player, yet really creative offensively. Uh, he can create good stick handle, good vision, uh, has a good good shot, able to deliver the puck. So, um, yeah, he he's um, possi- possibly coming over here and playing with the uh, Kitchener Rangers next season, which would be good for him to transition from the uh, European League to hockey over here before he's able to, uh, to crack that uh, Habs lineup. And then we look at um, the first pick of the second round, Owen Beck, another center iceman. Uh, Mississauga Steelheads, uh, he, uh, he's a good size center. He plays well both ends of the ice. He had 21 goals, 51 points in 68 games uh, last year with the Steelheads. Uh, six foot, 190. Uh, he's got pretty good speed, uh, good offensively. And, um, you know, here's a guy that um, a good two-way play. And to get him... Some people had him, you know, late first round, early second. He goes uh, with that pick uh, in the second round with the Habs. And then um, the Habs picked uh, Lane Hudson um, uh, also in the second round. Um, People seem to think this is a pick with the most upside from um, that, you know, second round. He may have dropped to the end of the second round. You know, they were talking first round. Uh, no, not first round, but 
early second round and he kind of slipped uh to late um in the in the uh, second round uh, he has a potential certainly to be a uh, pretty good offensive d-man um uh, he scored 10 goals 63.60 games for the u.s development program um he had uh, really good production for a defenseman uh, and a lot of nhl scouts weren't high on this kid because he wasn't that big now again Small guys can play this game, the speed, the quickness, all that. Back in defense, you know, scouts, coaches worry because what's the worry? The worry is size in the defensive zone, in front of the net, challenging guys, blocking guys out, being able to defend well. And smaller players sometimes get out-muscled, um, can't clear the front, but... There's other things they can do to avert that, right? And that's um, their speed, their quickness, getting the puck, um, being able to be have a really good stick, moving the puck quick, getting out of trouble, getting back there quick for the puck, getting their shoulders turned up ice and looking what's going on. And, and again, we look at Avalanche, what they did in the playoffs, McCaw, Bowen Byron, company. Gerard, uh, like, hello, like smaller players uh, back on D that uh, were really effective. So if you have too many small guys, I get it. And I think they have basically been small over the, especially up front over the past few years. And and I think they've addressed that now up front. And, and, and on the back end, you're going to need those quick, mobile, puck-moving guys. Uh, so it's going to be certainly going to be interesting to um, see what Hudson does here uh, down the road, but uh, still a ways off. Um, yeah, it was exciting, the, this draft, no question. Uh, like I said, the Habs uh, ended up uh, having, oh, God, they picked in the third round two more, one in the fourth, one in the fifth, sixth, uh, and two in the seventh. Um, you know, they, they drafted um, – in the third round, Adam Eggstrom, uh, defenseman out of Sweden. Um, another left wing, uh, Cedric uh, Gwinden, a winger out of uh, Owen Sound. Picked another center iceman in the fifth round, 130 overall from Seattle Thunderbirds, Jared Davidson. Uh, and in the sixth round, Emmett Croteau, a goaltender for the Waterloo. Blackhawks in the USHL. So um, they picked the goaltender. Where goaltenders usually get picked late in the draft. And, uh, yeah, so, listen, I think the Habs had a great draft overall. Uh, overall, the NHL draft, uh, you know, it was fun to be there. It was fun to watch. The Devils had the second pick. They picked Simon Nemec, D-man, uh, out of Slovakia. Really, really good player. Um, you know, they didn't take right. Why didn't they take right? Well, they're stacked at center ice, New Jersey. So they said, we're not taking Shane right. And then you figure, oh, the Coyotes are going to take him. Uh, Coyotes didn't. They took Logan Cooley uh, at, uh, you know, center iceman, uh, USA uh, under 18. He played an incredible. Everybody's waiting. When is 
Shane Wright going to be taken? He was taken number four overall by the Kraken. And, uh, you know, listen, I sat there. I kind of felt bad for this kid. I did. I'm like, God, everybody talk the talk. He's still a young kid. I don't care. People, some people say, oh, he's cocky. Uh, he's uh, lazy. He's a, he's a young kid. And I and, and I know, okay, you're playing junior hockey and, you know, everybody reads your potential and expects you to do this, expects you to do that. Um, you know, these kids are, you know, they're still developing in a lot of ways. They are, they're kids. And uh, I felt bad for him, you know, as he sat there. And then when they finally picked him, he hugged his dad. And I, I thought it was a great moment. I could see his dad you know, kind of uh, whispering his, in his ear, saying something. And, you know, he, he wants to prove. And he's, he's going to get the opportunity. He's going to Seattle Crack. And I think it's honestly a really good place for him. The pressure here in Montreal uh, to, to, you know, make sure your skates fit. Because, boy, uh, the pressure, if he came in there and won overall, uh, you know, constantly under the microscope, microscope, microscope. And I, listen, I, I, so in the other kids, Sepkowski's going to be under the microscope, but boy, um, he seems really mature for his age, well-spoken. Um, I, I'm just looking forward to that big time. I think it's such a, um, a, a great move by the half, but right. Going back to right. I think it's good for him being Seattle. Um, you know, not going to be not the pressure that he will have faced here. And um, we'll see what he does. I, listen, I I hope the kid has success, no question. Uh, the Kraken, when you look at him, too, taken right, they have Matty Benyas, uh, who was the number two pick in the 2021 draft out of Massachusetts, who is a phenomenal two-way hockey player, center iceman. So they got, uh, you know, and he's been he, – he, he, he's been compared to Patrice Bergeron a little bit, and he got that hockey IQ. So um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see, you know, you know right skill um, and his maturity, um, you know, as he as he grows in the game and has that opportunity to play. And listen, will he be in Seattle's opening night roster? I would think so. I would think so. But um, that remains to be seen, and we'll, we'll be watching that closely, no question about it. People here in Montreal will forever be have their eyes on what Shane Wright is doing, and and certainly Slavkowski. You know, you're going to see them both playing the NHL, and there's going to be a constant comparison to these two. Um, and, you know, if, he, if his career takes off right and he does better than Slavkowski and uh, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear, oh, my God, we should have taken him. Then if it doesn't go so well for right and the other kid takes off, ah, oh, we made the right move. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you can't win for trying here. And um, Yeah, the draft was awesome. Flyers, pick five, cut a got Gautier, um, left winger. The Jackets took David Yerzik out of Czechoslovakia. Czech, Czechia, sorry. And... Um, the Blackhawks uh, took a D-man, uh, number seven, Kevin Kochinski out of Seattle and WHL. Uh, the Red Wings picking at eight, Marco Kasper out of Sweden, um, center iceman. The Sabres picked 
Matty Savoy uh, out of Winnipeg, WHL, center iceman. Uh, quite a few centermen um, in this draft, and certainly, uh, uh, you know, we knew the Habs needed one, but uh, and they got him, Kirby Doc. And then uh, Anaheim Ducks took Pavel Mintyukov uh, out of Saginaw in the OHL. Um, and um, I wonder... When we look at, uh, uh, you know, players, and I don't know, I think there's only three Russian players taken and in the draft. And uh, with all what's going on with Russia and the Ukraine right now, uh, the insanity, insanity of that whole thing. And we know what happened to Fedotov, the goaltender, Philadelphia. Putin grabbed him, uh, stuck him in the army, said, you got to do your thing here. See you later. And he's not coming over. So I, it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward. Russian players here in the NHL. And if they're back home in Russia and they want to come back here to the U.S., Kirill the Thrill uh, has um, tried to enter the U.S. twice and um, been denied. So the, I wonder what's going to happen there. Uh, that's something we certainly got to keep an eye on. So, um Listen, the NHL draft, I don't go through every pick, uh, drive you people crazy. I know a lot of you are just interested in the half stuff. But overall, it's awesome, awesome uh, NHL draft. A lot of fun here in Montreal. Habs always do it right. Incredible job. Um, great food. They had everybody. And uh, just really, it, it, they did it up. But, you know, the, the building looked awesome. And um, a lot of fun. Martin St. Louis got up and spoke at the beginning. It was awesome. This kid, I really like him. Uh, intelligent, smart kid. I talked to a few players. I talked to uh, Nick Suzuki, Chris Wyman, uh, and both said uh, how much respect they have for him and, and what a breath of fresh air he was coming in as coach and the way he spoke to the players and um, coaches the players and trying to get each player to, um, you know, live up to that potential and, and helping each player get to where they should get uh, in this game. So that to hear that from those players uh, was awesome. And I certainly look forward to what's going on here uh, now with this this new group in the front office uh, and, and Martin behind the bench. Uh, uh, good things in the future here for the Habs. Uh, overall, awesome, successful draft for the Canadians. And... Uh, yeah, um, just just awesome, awesome stuff for the Habs. Uh, I can't wait to see the big man at center ice um, opening night on the wing with Suzuki and Caulfield. Suzuki center ice, Caulfield, and the big fella, Yurash Slavkovsky. Slavkovsky. Uh, that's another tongue twister. I got to tell you, the Yemi, it took me a while. Like, I think a lot of people, whatever, Kotkinyemi, uh, and and now it's Yurej uh, Slavkovsky. So, uh, good on the Habs, uh, good on the NHL, put on a great show. And wouldn't you know, just Batman gets up here and they boo Gary Batman. They just booed him every time. And it's funny. 
I was sitting with Serge, and Serge said, oh, that's bad. They should just, come on, give the guy some respect. And listen, look who the league is, and look what they've been through. To be honest, and I, I'm going to do this. You know, I, I've i been critical of Bettman over the years. But, boy, has he done a great job for the owners. And l- let's face it, for the players, too. I mean, the players, uh, <laughs> this league is well off. It's grown. It's it's exciting. It's, it's it. You know, he's he's done a pretty good goddamn job when, when you really step back and look at where he's taken this league uh, from that business sense. Um, you know, 32 teams now, incredible. Um, guys are all making money. Uh, you know, you, you get that short window to make it, and they certainly are. They can set themselves up for life, and a lot has to do certainly with, with some of the decisions he made over the years. So the booing... And I get it. And he was funny. He plays along with it. And funny, they booed him first couple times he got to the mic. And then, like, about the fourth time he got back on the mic, it was kind of like, boo, it was really low. And he said, oh, you seem like you're running out of gas. And the whole place, <laughs> they started booing again. So uh, he played along with it, had fun. It was a good draft overall for everybody NHL. The Canadians uh, and the 31 other teams. The original 32, folks. We've gone from the original six to the original 32. Thanks for joining us uh, today. Uh, Awesome stuff. And uh, go Habs, go.